Life can be hard, and sometimes you just need an internet bestie to help you out. That's where I come in. Welcome to the Dear Imani Podcast, an advice-based show that reminds you to put yourself first and live in your purpose. And don't worry, I'll always give you the real tea. Need advice or have a story? Send me a message on our Instagram at Dear Imani Podcast or DearImani.com. Tune in every Friday for a new episode. See you there. Sincerely, Imani. Hey y'all, welcome back to another episode of Dear Imani. I'm your host, Imani, obviously. Let's just start with last week's episode really quickly. That was so much fun. Like me and Daniel had time of our life. If you watched the podcast or listened to it, I feel like you can just tell that we highly enjoyed talking about our favorite person, Beyonce Knowles Carter. And just the response and the feedback that we got, it was just a blast. And I know that's going to be like one of my top five episodes ever. Even though I'm only on episode eight, I can't really compare it to a lot, but I will say even when I'm like episode 100, I know that episode is going to be my top five because it was just iconic. Congratulations to the giveaway winners again. You guys should be getting those packages very, very soon. And thank you to everyone that submitted and listened and just was a part of that special Beyonce episode. I hope to do more giveaways and more special episodes just like that one. So thank you for listening and supporting. Speaking of support, I want to say thank you so much for all of your messages I get every week of saying you love the podcast. What I want you to do with that is please copy and paste those compliments and put it in the comments on Apple (laughs) because it really helps me as a podcaster if you guys are rating this show, five stars only, period. If you're rating this show five stars and you're also leaving comments under Apple Podcasts for reviews, basically, that just helps my analytics and it also just helps people to want to listen to this. So if you really like this podcast and you've been listening, it's episode eight and you've been listening every Friday or every week, please, please leave a comment and leave five stars on Apple and Spotify because that will really help and I would appreciate it so, so much. Thank you. And last but not least, I wanted to talk about I'm doing a Dear Imani event. This is my first event that's coming up next week on the 27th. I'm collaborating with AKT, which is like this dance interval cardio-based workout that focuses on strength and toning. Actually, the manager of this franchise of this location in Fullerton in Orange County reached out to me and said that they listened to my podcast. So, hey, girl, they listened to my podcast and they heard me talking about wanting to live a healthier lifestyle and lose some weight. So they thought it would be really cool to get my listeners and my friends involved and do this free workout class for all of you. So I'll be hosting that next Friday. So if you go to the link in my bio on Dear Imani Podcast on Instagram, you can register there. There are very limited spots. I'm only doing 20 people in the class and there's already people that registered. So if you are interested and you're free to have a free workout on August 27th, then please register. It's going to be Beyonce themed, of course. And pink is not required, but it's preferred. Definitely be in a super cute pink set because that is my brand. That's my vibe. Pink is my favorite color. So please come in pink if you can. If not, that's fine, of course. But please register. It's going to be so much fun. It's my first event as Dear Imani. And honestly, this is like what I hope for this podcast to be. A lot of podcasters, if you are really into the podcast world and follow the people you listen to, people do live shows and just be on a stage doing their podcast live in front of their fans, their listeners, their audience. And I want to get to the point where this is my brand. This is a career for me. 
And this is a really cool step of being able to have my first event. There will be snacks, photo ops. So if you're down to have a free workout and just hang out with me, go to my Instagram's bio, click the link, and register today. Okay, this episode today is all about advocating for yourself and others. And I picked this topic because recently, actually, at work, we were talking about different scenarios where you have to kind of stand up for yourself. And it made me realize that this is something that people struggle with, with advocating for yourself, advocating for others, and just standing up for what you believe in is sometimes difficult for people. So I thought, why not bring this topic to Dear Imani? And that's what we're doing today. So what I did first is I wanted to find what does that actually mean and what's the definition of advocating for yourself? And After looking through a few, I found this one definition that I really liked, and it says, Advocating for yourself means you are able to tell people about your thoughts and feelings. You are able to ask for what you want and what you need. You know your rights, and you speak up for your rights. You are able to make choices and decisions that affect your life and take responsibility for the choices you make. I felt like that was the perfect definition of what it means to advocate for yourself, especially the sentence of you are able to ask for what you need and what you want, because that's really what it boils down to. Are you equipped to tell someone that you don't like something or you prefer this? You know, just advocating for what you need. And I think the past couple years, everyone became a mini activist online. So there's different levels of advocating for yourself. But I think when you first hear that word, you instantly think of like political or social activism. And this past year, or past two years, especially during the summer of 2020 and the BLM movement, I think a lot of people were able to realize that they have a voice in their community and that they can make change like through social media. We used Instagram as a tool to spread resources and advocate for people whether you could relate to them or not. So we stood up for each other during that time and we stood up for ourselves during that time. And I think till this day it plays out where people feel comfortable sticking up for what they believe in and standing up for other people's rights, like human rights. And I think that really made a turn during 2020 and the BLM movement. But the difference is, are you able to take that outside of online and bring that same energy to the real world when it comes to advocating for yourself and advocating for others? And this can play into small and big situations. Like every situation of standing up for yourself or advocating for yourself doesn't have to be this big ordeal or like this huge social issue or anything like that. It can be small. Something that we were talking about at work was when your food is wrong. Are you the kind of person that says, hey, my food is wrong or I didn't order this or I don't really like how this tastes. Can I get something new? Are you the kind of person that your whole order is wrong and you still refuse to speak up because you don't want to seem annoying or confrontational in any degree? And people in majority of the table at work were saying that they wouldn't speak up. They'll just eat the meal or just not like it. Where I'm the kind of person that if I don't like something or if it's the wrong order, I'm going to let the people know only because I'm not paying for a meal that I did not order and it's wrong. To me, it's about delivery, which I've talked about before. If you're leading with kindness, then there's no reason why the waitress or the cook should be offended by their mistake. Like if you messed up as the waitress or the cook, you can't be looking at me crazy because I don't want what you messed up on. So I'm going to say something. But I also think that's just a personality trait for many people. If you cannot even stand the idea of confrontation or feeling annoying, 
then you are not going to ask for a different meal, that's for sure. But we were talking about that, and to me, that's like a small issue. Another small example of advocating for yourself is like getting your nails done. If anyone has experiences, let me know. Like when your nail lady is kind of hurting you, and you almost don't want to say anything because you don't want them to be offended or feel like they're doing something wrong, but low-key, like they could be pushing your cuticles back too far or stabbing your nail beds and it just hurts and you don't want to say anything like my last nail appointment low-key my finger was bleeding but I didn't want to say anything so bad because I was like I don't want her to think like she really messed up and she really hurt me and her to be over apologetic I was so concerned about what she would feel like over my own pain that's just a part of being an empath you might think of other people's feelings before yours but when I thought about it again it's like Imani, you were in pain. Like, why would you not say something just because you don't want her to feel bad? I'm the one that should be feeling bad. It's hurting me. So those are examples of knowing how to stand up for yourself and advocate for yourself. And those are small situations, you know? And I kind of believe if you don't know how to stand up for yourself in those small situations, how on earth are you going to be able to advocate for yourself in a big situation or advocate for someone else? I think overall, we have to stop thinking that we're being annoying because we say what we need or what we want. And I think there are two reasons why this happens. One of the issues is that people are really sensitive and don't like to be told nothing. So when you tell someone about themselves or you tell someone that they did something wrong, they instantly kind of get butthurt. So in order to avoid this, we on the other side tend to just not stand up for ourselves or advocate for ourselves because we don't want someone else to feel offended or butthurt because we know people can be really sensitive. The second issue that I think why this happens is because people don't like any type of confrontation. I know I don't. Like I'm someone I do not want to argue with anyone. I do not want to feel like I'm about to get an argument and I just don't like confrontation. But... I also do a good job of knowing when there is a line, when there's a difference between it's a place and time, I don't need to say anything, or where you really need to just stand up for yourself and advocate for what your needs are in that moment. And I know that people don't like to be confrontational, but also people struggle with social anxiety. And I know that makes it extremely difficult to advocate for yourself. But what's kind of funny is that I feel like people have an easier time standing up for someone else other than themselves. And I think a great example of this is going back to the BLM movement um, during summer 2020 is that everyone was so eager in a way to share resources and to share different articles about how we can improve as a society and get rid of like racism. But then when it's time to stand up for yourself, you're scared. So it's like, it's an interesting concept of we're more inclined to stand up for someone else than ourselves because we feel like we're annoying or we're being bratty, but we kind of just need to take those terms and words out of our vocabulary when we're talking about being kind to ourselves and not accepting less than. I think the harder or bigger settings to advocate for yourself are usually close relationships like your, like your best friends, your family the workplace and bosses or like social and political issues. But the problem is when you don't stand up for yourself, you'll find yourself in toxic relationships, bosses stepping all over you and, and overall just living an uncomfortable life, honestly. And I know those kind of settings can feel really scary because your relationships are really sacred to you. So you don't want to make anyone mad. 
then when it comes to your workplace or your boss, you feel you feel less than already. So when you have to speak up for yourself, you're you're afraid of getting in trouble or not looking obedient, which is something that we have to get out of our head as well. So some examples for me that I wanted to share about times when I have advocated for myself and others in relationships or personally and even professionally and just how I went about it. So my first story is during my Miss USA experience. So as you know, Miss USA, we have the swimsuit competition and we were given our swimsuit shoes or sent an email of what we were going to be wearing. And I noticed that our shoes were a beige nude. And mind you, for swimsuit, you're supposed to wear your color nude shoes because the whole point is to almost look shoeless so that your body looks leaner and taller and um, like it's not choppy at the bottom where your ankles are. So you should be wearing a shoe that matches your skin tone, hence nude. But the nude that they provided us was a beige nude, which I'm obviously not giving beige. I'm giving very much dark skin black, okay? <laughs> and that's not the shoe that we were given. The crazier part about it is that at this particular Miss USA class of 2020, this was the most black woman that has ever competed on the Miss USA stage in one class ever. So you would think that that including with they were just coming off the year of Miss USA, Miss Teen USA, Miss America, Miss Universe were all black women and they profited off of black women for the past year. You would think that they would have, you would think they would have thought this through. Let me get some nude shoes for the darker skin contestants, but no. Anyway, we get our shoes. I immediately email back saying, hey, are we going to have nude shoes for basically the black girls? And they emailed back something like, yes, when we get there. I didn't completely trust that because we were already really close to the pageant and everything was kind of last minute anyway, because you know, it's a pandemic, so it is what it is. And so I didn't trust that. So I ordered another pair of shoes from the same brand and spray painted them myself, my colored dark nude. So when we get to Miss USA, I go to my fitting and they don't have the correct color shoes for me like I expected. So I pulled out the shoes that I spray painted and I told them I was going to wear those because I wanted it to match my skin. And luckily they didn't have an issue with it whatsoever. But in that moment, I put myself in a situation where these people were, you know, above me. Like this is, I was trying to compete for the Miss USA crown. And that's a situation where you can find yourself feeling like, I don't want to say anything. I don't want to look like a brat. I don't want to get in trouble. But I took it upon myself to not only advocate for myself, but for the other black contestants. And I was even able to share my spray paint with another contestant so they can spray paint their shoes as well because they needed a darker skin tone. And we ended up wearing our nude on stage and it looked so much better. So, so to me, that's an example of advocating for yourself in a professional setting and not really asking for permission to do so. Doing what needs to be done for yourself and yourself only. And that's what I did. My second example is in a relationship, it's important for you to say what you need and what you want from someone because otherwise they just simply don't know. So something that has recently happened that I've advocated for my needs was with Alex, my man. <laughs> and what happened was he has a habit of saying yes, but when we are talking about something or having a debate on a topic and 99.9% .9 of the time we agree on everything. But somehow, even when we're agreeing, we find ourselves getting heated in the conversation. 
And we didn't really understand why that was happening because it's like, we're saying the same thing. We're agreeing on the topic. Why are we kind of arguing? It doesn't make any sense. But then I realized, I realized that the issue was that he was saying yes, but instead of saying yes, and. So what I mean by that, if you're just, if you're agreeing with someone and you're just trying to add your two cents to the topic, you should be saying, yeah, and yada, 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 yada. But if you're agreeing with someone and you're saying, yes, but you instantly make the other person feel like what they're saying is not valid, is wrong, whatever the case may be. That's what it feels like to me. So when he was saying, yes, but I'm like, yes, but what? Like, we agree. Why are you acting like it made me feel like what I was saying wasn't correct when he said, yes, but. So I told him he needs to change it to yes and just to show that he is collaborating with me and adding to my ideas that he already agrees with, you know? And because he was saying yes, but it was making me feel that way. So then I'm kind of getting heated in the conversation. So because I'm getting heated in the conversation, now he's getting heated. So then it's like you end up in an argument for no reason. And if I didn't say what I needed from him, or if I didn't advocate for myself in that way of what I want to hear from him, he would have never known and we we would have continued to have these debates and uh, we, we would have continued to have these debates and get heated for no reason when we're completely agreeing. So that's an example of when you're in a relationship, the importance of speaking up for yourself and saying what you need from them. So now he's just going to be intentionally thinking about that next time we're talking or having a debate or whatever. And, and it's only going to help your relationship. So say what you need, okay? Okay, my last example that's happened in my recent years of this life is, okay, this is just some tea, basically. So basically, I have beef with this guy at work. If you know, you know. And what happened was, he told one of my friends that me and one of my best friends was talking mess about this other group of friends, that were, but we're all friends. He said we were talking shit about them. So then that girl messaged me, texted me, and was like, hey, I don't think this is true, but I heard that you were and blah, blah, blah were talking about me and my friend group, which is weird because we're all friends. And that message like brought me to tears because I was so upset that someone would, one, just lie on me and lie on my character, most of all. And you know when you're so mad you start to cry? That's where I was with that situation. And I was pissed, okay? Like, one thing about me, I just do not be talking about people behind their back and my friends on top of that. Like, that's just not who I am. That's just weird behavior. And I just don't do that. So when that text came to my phone, I was pissed. So literally, like, but when I saw this guy at work, the next time I saw him at work, I went up to him and I was like, excuse me, I heard you said yada, yada, yada about me. And I was talking about yada, yada, yada. And he was like, oh, 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 oh. like all caught off guard because I stood up for myself. And I just told him, basically, keep my name out your mouth and stop spreading rumors. And that was a time where I felt like, honestly, I felt like a bad bitch because I've never, ever had a beef with anybody. I've never been in an argument. I've never been in a physical fight. I've never been in an arguing fight with a friend or a peer. So that was like a new situation for me. And I was really proud of myself for standing up for myself and not being scared to do so. And there was other people around watching, but I was letting him have it because... One thing about me, you are not about to tarnish my character because character is everything. How people perceive you, but most of all, how you perceive yourself. 
and I know who I am and I was not going to let someone else try to tarnish that image of me. Yeah. So that was an example of a time when I advocated for myself, stood up for myself and had to be a little bit confrontational because sometimes you have to do that. Okay. So enough about me. Let's get back to y'all. And I had asked you a couple questions to submit to and you guys submitted your stories and your scenarios as well. So the first question I asked you guys was, how do you advocate for yourself? I got this answer a couple times and you said setting boundaries. And that one is a huge, I feel like that's a huge key to all of this is setting your boundaries. You have to know what you are okay with and what you're not okay with. And as soon as you can make that line very clear, you're gonna know when it's time and when it's not time to step in and get a little bit confrontational or advocate for yourself. Another one, prioritizing my time slash needs first and speaking up at work. So yes, back to, to me, that's like setting boundaries, especially the prioritizing my time and needs first. An example of this I can think of is like, say you say goodnight to someone, but then you, but then you're still on TikTok or you're still retweeting stuff and you're kind of scared because you're like, oh my God, this person's going to see that I'm still online and I told them goodnight. That really should not matter. You have every right to have alone time and not be bothered with someone else. Availability does not mean availability. That should be on a shirt, <laughs> truly. Because it's just true. Like you have every right to prioritize your time and your needs first over other people. Like just because everyone's calling you from different corners of the room doesn't mean you have to answer to everybody. You could just be like, you know what? I'm not answering to none of you today. I'm going to go on TikTok instead. So setting boundaries and prioritizing your time and needs first. Also, speaking up at work is a huge one. If you can get to a point where you know how to speak up for yourself in a setting that someone is kind of above you or has a higher position than you, then you've truly made it. Because I feel like that's like the biggest issue, especially for women. I think that's the hardest thing is advocating for yourself in the workplace with your boss. Another one, speaking up in moments where I believe I deserve more than what I was given. Yes, yes, yes. There's so many different scenarios that could fall into this when you believe you deserve more than what you were given, whether that's respect, that's money, that's time off, whatever it is, you know that you deserve more because you're worth more than that. And so that's, so that's great that you were able to stand up for yourself in that way. The next one, in the interview room, in pageants and in real life, I'm not shy to talk about my accomplishments. It took me a long time to be able to do this. Yay, that's awesome to hear. A lot of people have a difficult time talking about their accomplishments and like bragging about themselves. I, I think the term bragging has a bad rep, but the whole purpose is for the judges or the employer, whoever you're interviewing for, to learn about you and to know who you are and what you have to offer. So that is going to be a little bit of brag, you know, a little bit of bragging. The next question that I asked you guys was, how do you advocate for others? The first one is speaking up at work, standing up for people and encouraging their boundary settings. So speaking up for others is a huge deal, honestly, because there's so many people out there that don't feel like they have a voice or because of their circumstances, or maybe they're shy or have a little bit of social anxiety or whatever it is, they just don't feel comfortable standing up for themselves. And just because they don't feel comfortable doesn't mean that whatever is happening doesn't need to be fixed. 
So if you see someone being profiled or racially discriminated against or someone is being targeted because of their religion or the color of their skin or their sexuality, I do think it's our job as people to advocate for someone else because not everyone has that strength or voice to be able to do so. So being able to stand up for others is a huge deal and an amazing characteristic. So the fact that you're speaking up at work is the ultimate bad bitch, period. Alrighty, now for the Dear Imani submission stories. I have a couple stories that I wanted to read to you guys. So let's start with the first one. Dear Imani, we recently advocated for ourselves during our wedding planning. It's crazy, but for some reason, people are so quick to insert themselves into other people's plans. They become entitled and assume they have a say on how things are planned. Maybe it's FOMO for the stereotype of having a massive party, but people focus on traditions invites what they want etc instead of what the couple wanted yes i feel like when i see people plan weddings or even when i watch tv shows about all of this stuff so many families are like (laughs) get driven apart because of weddings so many arguments the same thing happens with when someone passes funerals can be so messy for some reason i'm like this should be a time where everyone's mourning not arguing and the same thing with the wedding it should be a time where it's about love And everyone's just arguing because they all want different things in the wedding, forgetting about the couple and their wants and needs. So the fact that you are advocating for yourself and figured out how to do that to make sure your wedding day is something that you and your partner liked is good. (laughs) A lot of people don't be doing that. Okay, the next one. Dear Imani, I had a teacher in high school who was really misogynistic and sexist. Oh, God. (laughs) He had everyone go around the room and say what their plans were after high school. I told him I planned to go straight to a major university and get a bachelor's degree. This man proceeded to tell me that back in the day that women only went to college to find a missus degree, aka get married and find a husband. Ew. What the? Okay. Anyway, I was livid. And to make it worse, he told me I would not be able to handle college and would be coming home after the first semester. I told the school principal and she said, well, he's just an older teacher from a different generation. Nothing was done after that. He continued to make comments throughout. He continued to make comments throughout the year and I would advocate for myself and the other girls in the class by standing up and speaking out. I know he was tired of me, but that's okay. I ran into him four years later when I was about to graduate from college and he didn't really say too much. I I just said, I guess you were wrong about me not being able to make it. He stood there shook. I currently have a bachelor's and working on a master's and I may just go for my PhD just to show him. Hashtag educated baddie, period. First of all, your teacher's a hater. Like what's crazy about that is a teacher's sole purpose is to one, teach and lead and to be a role model and to, and to lead us down a path of success and knowing how to be a functioning adult in society, not to bring us down. It's funny because I would literally hear like rappers or rich and famous people be like, my teacher told me I would never make it. I would never make it out the hood. And I always, and I used to think like, there ain't no way a teacher told you you would never make it. Like what? I always thought it was a little dramatic and a way to add a little razzle dazzle to their, you know, coming up story. But after reading this, I'm like, wow, y'all's teachers were really telling you you weren't going to be shit. Like that is crazy. So Sorry about that. Like, that sucks, but he's trash. Okay, last one. Dear Imani, 
I wish I advocated for myself when my ex constantly accused me of cheating. He has been cheated on and done cheating in the past and always projected that onto me, even though I've never cheated on any relationship I've ever had. I always thought it was my job to convince him loyal people exist. I should have stood up for my character, not not allowed him to talk to me that way and kicked him in the curb after all my attempts to understand and soothe him because his paranoia turned into controlling toxic behavior. Ooh, yes, absolutely. You should have kicked this person to the curb and stood up for yourself. I mean, the best part about it is that you know better now. So if this happens again, you know what you need to do, period. I mean, like most people, people are projecting. If you have never given anyone a reason to not trust you or a reason to think that you're cheating and they're constantly accusing you of it, it's because they're actually cheating and they know what they're doing in their free time. So they're assuming that you're doing that in your free time as well. And the sentence here where you say you should have stood up for your character, that's exactly what I'm talking about. Like I did in my situation that I talked about earlier of not letting someone tarnish who I am as a person. Like they were going against my character saying I was talking about my friends, which that's something I would never do. And this person was telling you that you are a cheater and that you were not loyal, which is not who you are. So when people cross the line and try to tell you who you are and what your character is, that's a huge no-no. And that's a automatic, you need to get checked. And another thing is if you let someone tell you who you are too many times, they also start to believe it in their head and it makes you start to believe it, which is the most manipulative thing in the world. Like something my mom would say to me is don't let someone say that you always do something. Like say if you were late once for work and someone's like, you're always late. No, no, I'm not always late. I was late last week and I was late two months ago. Don't put always in front of my name because now you're trying to define my character. So what this person is doing is making you feel like you're not loyal and adding this layer of characteristics that you aren't. And when you let people get away with that for too long, they literally start defining you as a character that they've put in their head of you. And then you might start believing it. So next time, uh, uh, uh-uh-uh, we ain't doing that, okay? All right. All right. That, yes, I feel like a lot of you probably need to hear that. And it was a good reminder to myself to put myself first, advocate for myself, stand up for myself, stand up for other people in any in any situation that I see fit. And I hope you guys learned something today. I hope that was a reminder. I feel like sometimes you just need a podcast, someone in your ear to remind you something, to remind you of something that you already know. Like what I have sta- what I have stated today could be obvious. But you just need that extra push to like go out there and do it and remember. So I hope Dear Imani was that extra push for you today. (laughs) So for Imani's final thoughts, simply love yourself. As soon as you fully know your worth, you'll have an easier time advocating for yourself because you won't accept anything less. Whether it's a big or small scenario or situation, either way, you deserve what you need, what you want, and what you're asking for. So you have every right to express that and express yourself. So those are my thoughts for today. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. Remember to sign up for my class, the Dear Imani Times AKT. You can find the link in my bio on Dear Imani Podcast. Make sure you register today because the spots are limited. It's going to be super fun. 
and also Jerry Monty's first event. So come hang out with me. And please, 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 please leave a nice review of what you love about the podcast and leave five stars, five stars only on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Thank you so much for your support and I will see y'all next week. Bye. Love you. Thank you so much for listening to this week's podcast. You can watch the full episode on YouTube and make sure to send in your stories and questions at dairymoney.com. Reminder, I am not responsible for the outcome of any advice you take from me. Unless it's good, then I get all the credit. See you next week. Mwah!